We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome into another victory edition of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, and I got my man Dan on the phone this week because he is coming at you live from Los Angeles. Dan, what is going on? Woo! Victory Pod. My voice is coming back. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man... Uh, How's LA? You holding down the fort out there? Uh, hold it down, my friend. It is, uh, this place is crazy. Okay. For one, I, I feel like I haven't seen the sun in eight months since, you know, Chicago's long winter. <laughs> and it's, I know I got a freaking sunburn, dude. I'm like, I'm coming back looking suave as hell. I'm going to look Latino. There uh, you go. <laughs> and, uh, Traffic sucks, too. I'll tell you that. But everyone talks about that. And we even saw a comedy show. All this one guy talked about was the traffic. And I was like, that's overdone, right? Everyone knows L.A. traffic's bad, whatever. But uh, it really is. No, it's, it's not even a joke. It's really, really bad. Yeah, it sucks. You're, you're never on time. You're always er- early or late because it's so unpredictable. And, uh, oh yeah. God. That's why, like, even now to this day, I'm early when I go places in Kansas City because I'm so used to leaving an hour ahead to go, like, five miles. Uh, my you first, have to. Yeah. My first day of work ever here in Kansas City, I got to work an hour and a half early and just sat in my car because I didn't know what to do. So, <laughs> um, Dude, how do you keep a job up here, though? Do, do places of employment just expect you to be late? They're just like, ah, get here when you get here. No, you just leave, like, two hours early. Like literally, when I worked ten miles from my house, I would leave two hours early and just sit in traffic. So um, what the heck? it sucked. I literally watched Netflix on my phone one time because we were not moving on the freeway, and I was like, "Well, I might as well watch House of Cards." So oh, that sounds awesome. I, all <laughs> I did was, uh, if we were at a standstill, I texted you to say, "Hey, I'm not going to be able to record tonight at the time you want to record, but I'm hurrying." <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, you got where you were go- uh, going safely. It all worked out, but uh, it hasn't all been sunburns and traffic for you. You were uh, you were at the game, and and uh, man, what a good game. game to go to! Dude, it was a great game, and uh, everybody. I hope our uh, quality is okay for you. I'm sure it sounds like I'm on the phone, by the way, but uh, we're doing what we can. And I'm glad we could bring you this episode this week because this was a thriller, man. This was a fun flipping game. All right, and like. Anyone who followed us on Snapchat saw a little bit that I got to, uh, you know, uh, upload as we were there. But that love center is pretty cool. I know you said you haven't been there, but uh, you're going to check it out sometime, man. That's pretty neat. Oh, absolutely I am. I don't know why I never got there. I guess I never really got that into soccer until I came to Kansas City. So now I need to get back there when I go back to visit family. But uh, you're killing it on the Snapchat, man. Doing a little Backstreet Boys. Uh, You know, we saw you. Yeah, that was was pretty good. Oh, yeah. we were uh, we we're getting hyped, dude. I mean, getting there for uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't stand to see all the Ebra shirts. I, I I was let me tell you what happened. Okay, I, I get there for one. Marissa's bag is too big to go in to the park. She got too big of a purse by like an inch, so she had to take it back to the car. 
and I was going to go in and try to get some Ibrahimovic autographs because he signed last game. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go do it, man. When When's the next time you'll ever have to do this, right? Right. So I ask, I kind of see where the tunnel is, and I ask this lady, I'm like, hey, is that, is that the tunnel where the players come out? She's like, yeah, right down there. So I go down there, and I am in enemy territory, my friend. I, I'm around <laughs> Galaxy fans like crazy. It is actually the season ticket holders. It's not GA. They have assigned seating, and they're right there behind the goal. And I'm, I'm terrified. I'm not going to lie to you. But this one guy was very welcoming. He's like, get on down here, man. Come on. Let's let's get that jersey signed by Ibra. I was like, okay. That's, I'd like to do that. Nice. And, uh, you know, it was funny because – Diesler and Shallowy and, and Johnny Russell, they were all on the field and they were coming off. So I yell at them, you know, I'm like, hey, Daniel. And they, uh, they kind of look at me like all weird, like, what's this Kansas City guy doing in the, uh, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Johnny Russell saw my Man United Chevrolet sponsored kit. You're that guy. And then said, uh, yeah, I think he said something to Daniel and kind of threw his arm up in the air while looking at me. And I was like, I'm sure Johnny Russell just showed me some disrespect. Yeah. I'm not really sure how I feel about that. <laughs> oh, man. But super long story short, Ibra never came over to sign. Uh, it, they were all on the field warming up. It was about two minutes till they were coming back in, and the guy showed up whose seats Marissa and I were, were chilling in. And this dude I was with was super nice, super welcoming, but uh, I'm sorry we had to beat him because they, they were feeling pretty damn confident, dude. And some guy walks by, and he's like, hey, Who's that guy we got? That new guy? That's some Swedish guy, right? He's, he's new, right? And I, and I yelled back. I said, yeah, about as new as that shirt you're wearing. It's just wearing the Ibrahimovic LA Galaxy shirt. Yeah, lifelong Galaxy Ibrahimovic so was, fan. Oh, there was hundreds of hundreds of Ibra shirts. And I was like, are you kidding me? These people probably didn't even come to games before now. And you know what? I'm sorry he played 30 minutes and did absolutely nothing because we were the better team. I was fired up, dude. That's that crap. You're either a fan of the team or you're not a fan at all. You can't like one player. It's not fair. Preach, man. I'm with you. Um, it had to be crazy. Yeah, you, you touched on it a bit, but like, can you talk about what it was like to walk into a stadium after the way he made his debut the week before in that L.A. Derby, El Trafico, whatever you want to call it, uh, coming in and on his literal first shot ever in MLS, hitting that wonder goal from like 40 yards out and then hitting the game winner after they went down 3-0, like – they had to be feeling so good, and they had to be thinking they were going to wipe the floor with us, knowing that they had a guy like that coming off their bench, and we've let in all sorts of goals, right? It was hype, because not only that, they got Jonathan DeSantos back. They had Roman Alessandrini back. Ola Kamara's up top, ready to score on us. It, it, they had a healthy squad, and they were ready to crush us. And I was nervous. I was absolutely nervous, because it's a road game. You should always be nervous for a road game. But what I was most mad about is that about every five minutes, the fans started a, we want Zlatan champ. And I'm sitting here going, oh, God, we don't. We, we haven't scored yet. We, we need to score. <laughs> and even after the first goal, I was like, okay, we, uh, I'd like another one, please, because this isn't enough. Because we all saw what he did last week. He can clearly do it again. So, And the dude's six foot five, man. If anyone's going to guard him, it's not these. It's, it's Ike Opara back there. And even then, Ike did not track him to the best of his ability it was it was it was a bad time except on that one play where i gave him that little shoulder and knocked him straight down and i was like knocked look him down Zlatan, i can't hear for your crap ike's well, not scared it was bad the fans around us were so mad about that and i was, <laughs> I was just clapping kind of looking at him these little kids were so pissed and i'm like yeah well your parents don't even love you bye <laughs> we uh we seem to that's that's two uh, road games now that there have been like little children taunting the Sporting KC fans out, I guess, because there were those those kids at Chicago too. Yeah, that's what they did. These, these kids were taunting us. They were like, "This is LA," and we're like, "What? What does that mean?" <laughs> we know it is. <laughs> Thank you for the geography lesson. <laughs> yeah, why don't you watch the game instead of taunting us? I don't understand. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, I I know so. You know, what were you thinking in the first half? Because I was getting a little nervous because Sporting KC really didn't seem that organized for the first 15, 20 minutes or so. I think it wasn't until, like, the 15th or 16th minute where we got our first, like, actual coordinated attack. And I was getting kind of worried that this wasn't going to go well over those first 20 minutes or so. What, what were you thinking? 
going super worse. I mean, it was, uh, it's, it's the LA Galaxy, dude. I mean, they, they are the first to five NLS Cups. That anytime you ever play these guys, it, they're, they're, they're good and they know it. They have the big players because all the players want to play in LA and, and the fans know it too. Like this guy I was talking to in the supporter section that kind of embraced my friendship. He, he was, he was a big deal. He knows LA is a big deal. He's been supporting since 96. It was crazy. And, uh, uh, everything behind it was just, odd it was it was like crap dude we're, we don't really deserve to win this game especially the way they had some attack like they were coming man like they hit the woodwork a couple times Tim Melia had some phenomenal saves a couple times if we're being honest it was 10 whole saves to be exact but uh that, it was scary I don't know if we should have won that game or not but it we did and we had a lot of possession as always and and we made it happen yeah, that, so that's what's so strange. But the, the, the first half, I felt really uncomfortable for a lot of it. They were coming and coming hard. But but Sporting KC won the possession pretty handily in the first half, and it, and it really wasn't even that close. It's just we didn't have possession in really threatening areas. It felt like it was a lot of, like, in the middle third and our own third, just kind of passing the ball around. Um, but, it, but it wasn't very often we actually got to a threatening position and – at halftime, I was kind of feeling like I don't really know what to think because Mealy is playing well and 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 he's keeping us in the game, but also it doesn't seem like the rest of the team's doing that well. We can't we're we're not scoring. Um, I guess we're kind of lucky to be zero zero. And and Siggy Schmidt even said, um, you know, he thought they deserved at least a goal or two at halftime, um, which you know, whatever. I you know when coaches say that, fine, but you don't have one. Um, so I don't They're know. Going to deserve it if you play better. And if Ebro would have autographed my shit, then maybe he would have played better too. <laughs> I think that's the problem. If he, uh, well, maybe it's a good thing for Sporting KC fans. But um, yeah, Ebra should autograph your stuff. Maybe he would have played better. But uh, he was kind of a dick. So uh, the soccer gods did not smile kindly on Ebra. Um, side note: Zusi after the game was signing autographs for Galaxy fans. I saw that. So. That was kind of cool. Shout out Zussi to Zussi. Did? Yeah, Zussi did. He was signing it. Like I saw. Well, Zussi didn't come hang out with us. He he had uh, some people had like uh, U.S. national team stuff. I saw he was signing and he was signing like some programs and stuff. I don't know how long he was there. I, I just saw it at the end of the uh, um, wow. TV coverage. He was signing some stuff for some fans. So. Wait. Hey, uh, Kyrie Sheldon came and hung out with us after the game a little bit. Saw that. That's pretty cool. I mean, he had some. Uh, I think he had some family or friends up there. He was hugging and everything. And, you know, I didn't want to be a burden and be like, hey, go get a, go get a picture. You know, I was just <laughs> like, hey, Kyrie. I said, good game, baby. <laughs> Did he, uh, he say anything back? Uh, yeah. He's like, thanks, man. Cool. And I was like, you got it. You got it, best friend. There you go. You're basically besties now. So. <laughs> basically best friends. We'll probably hang out sometime. Uh, so, uh, yeah, then the, the, the second half got underway and, uh, it, it wasn't very long until uh, the 56 minute came along, and uh, our boy Daniel Shallowy found the net. It was 1-0. Ball kind of just fell to uh, fell to his feet, and um, it was off of a corner, which is weird. But yeah, it was a loose ball, fell to his feet. He punched it in. It took a little bit of a deflection. You could probably say Bingham should have gotten it. Maybe he just looked like he kind of lost it, and it rolled into the corner of the net, and it was 1-0. And the Rodron had to be going hype, I'm, I'm guessing. You tell me. It was hype because young Daniel Shallowy ran over to us and celebrated right in front of us. Like, that was everything. They scored both goals on our end of the field, and it surprised me that Johnny Russell didn't come celebrate with us too. Instead, he scored, and it looked like he kind of taunted the uh, the, the other fans under, after his goal. Yeah. Well, man, yeah, his... Uh, I don't know, it looked like he touched his crest or whatever when, when he was running by him, and I was like, oh, he's ballsy, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, Daniel, I was super glad for Daniel to to, to get that goal. Um, but also, it was nice to see... I mean, Sporting KC never <laughs> seemed to get goals off of corners anymore. Um, so, one, it was nice to see them actually take a long corner because they do so many short corners now. Um but two to to see Daniel just kind of have that instinct to go in there and and uh, and and just 
hit the ball, see what happens. It, it, it worked out well. That's kind of what you got to do. And, and um, I was feeling a little bit better, but I, I still knew they had uh, they had Zlatan on the bench, and, and I, I didn't know what we were going to get, but I, I didn't think it was going to end goalless for them. And it was only five minutes later that Johnny Russell has what I think should be goal of the week in MLS, where he uh, he was charging down the field, kind of looks up, sees Steris and uh, Ashley Cole in front of him, and is like, you know what, I'm just going to split him. Splits right through him, pokes the ball in the back of the net, and suddenly it's 2-0, and Sporting KC was feeling good. Um, I mean, you, you tell me what what the fan reaction was there from the Sporting KC side, and, uh, and, and did it deflate Galaxy fans when he punched it in and we went up 2-0? You know, I don't know if it deflated the Galaxy fans. I mean, they were uh, they were pretty loud the whole time, and I got to hand it to them. Even after they got scored on, their their section kept singing, and even after the game, they kept singing for their boys. So their fans really remind me of the Kansas City fans, man. Always, always yelling, always chanting, always singing. But uh, I don't think they were deflated in any way. But I think us fans knew that just because we're up two nothing. With half, you know, half an hour left, uh, it doesn't mean anything because Zlatan was actually on the side getting ready to come in, and that's when Johnny Russell scored. It's almost like Johnny said, oh, shit, here he comes. We need another goal, and made it happen. Yeah, we could hear on TV the roar of fans when absolutely nothing of importance uh-huh. was going on in the game, and I was like, oh, that must mean Zlatan, like, stood up or scratched his leg or did something because he was they were probably <laughs> cheering for anything he did. It was really funny. Um, on, on the broadcast, they talked about how Zlatan like, picks his spots of when he's going to do things. And they were saying that he was even being strategic and picking his spots as to when he was going to talk to his teammates on the bench. And I was like, okay, like oh let's just calm down a little bit here with this okay. Zlatan mania. Like, this 50-second man here, this is where... Yeah, and and the entire StubHub Center goes crazy. Um, Well, here's this. They came out to warm up, and he didn't even come out with them. He came out a whole 30, 45 seconds after the team came out so he could get his own ovation. Jesus. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm serious. The dude is a big shit. I'm just like, it's a show, man. It's good for the sport. It really is. But it's all that. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he's certainly bringing he attention. Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, he, he backs it up. It's not like he just, he's not all talk, you know? Yeah, he backs it up. But but when when you're that arrogant like he is, and, and, and like you said, he backs it up. It's it's not undeserved arrogance, but it is arrogance. Um, you're, you're bound to draw the ire of, of opposing fans. And I saw uh, on, on Twitter, you know, a couple or at least one, maybe a, a couple other Kansas City fans were kind of wondering why, like, the cauldron was, or, or other people were going after Zlatan so much. Like, what did Zlatan do to us? And, and I was kind of like, you know, when you take out a full-page ad that all it says is, like, dear Los Angeles, you're welcome, and you literally Photoshop your face onto Jesus – uh, you're kind of yeah. br- bringing upon yourself banter from other fans, and I have no problem with it as long as it doesn't get, uh, you know, out of control or, or too, um, you know, inappropriate or whatever. But look, man, you're going to do that stuff. You kind of have to face the consequences. And when you don't play that well or when you don't follow up what was an amazing performance, admittedly, but you kind of follow it up with a couple of 30-yard shots that don't really test the keeper, like you're going to get, you know, Crap, talk to you, and, and I'm totally okay with it. So, I know, dude. Tim Melia uh, doesn't doesn't need to hear your, about your Jesus. All right, take your Jesus <laughs> and get it out of here. All right, we we rented a damn lion from the zoo for you. We need you to score about every game. Can you do that? Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, well, let, let's talk about Tim Melia's performance here for a second. After you brought him up, he uh, Love him. he had ten saves, which was a record. Um, personal record and a club record. Um, and you look at, you know, where they're coming from on the field. Yeah. A couple of them were those Zlatan saves from way far out, which even those Melia said he had so much power behind him that like, yeah, he's taking a shot 30 yards out, but he was like, it was tough to stop just because of how strong he was. And they were knuckling. Um, but 
there were a couple of saves. Man, that one save where he uh, Ashley Cole took it off his left foot and Melia just dove and got enough of it to tip it out and then off the post. Like, I mean, it, it, there were some concerns maybe early in the season between the defense and Melia, all the goals we were letting in. I, I think they're answering those and they're answering them well. And Melia is showing not only, you know, last year wasn't a fluke. Goalkeeper of the year wasn't a fluke uh, and he's here to stay. So, uh I don't know. What did, what did you think of Melia? Dude, I thought he was amazing. I mean, there was that one that Ashley Cole hit, which, by the way, Ashley Cole gets up there. And I, I love to see when he doesn't do well because I don't really like his, uh, uh, what is he? Was he Ch- is he from Chelsea? Yeah. Okay, so he's from Chelsea. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> But I don't, I don't care for him, but he really launched one towards the far post. And it did not look to me like Amelia got uh, a fingertip to it, but he absolutely did. Yeah. Um, I think you know the one I'm talking about, but I was like, but he, I can't even tell on the replay. And, uh, I just thought Ashley Cole missed it. So that was phenomenal and probably should have ended up being save of the week. Oh, if it's not, I mean, have they already announced save of the week? I didn't even see, I guess, but, uh, uh, I think they announced today i haven't looked man it's been been a little busy but he did get player of the week and rightfully so like i mean there's nobody yeah nobody in mls that deserves it more than uh than timelia that's for sure um but yeah i took him off of my fantasy team and then he gets player of the week oh that's not great (laughs) i know i picked up andre blake i don't know what's wrong with me oh no coos united uh didn't have their their main man um i know i'm stepping to last but I don't honestly I don't know where I am. I forgot about fantasy for the last couple of weeks, so I probably need to check. You're up there. Am I still? Well, let's you know. Yeah, my wife's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Call her out. Um, but yeah, it wasn't just that Ashley save. I mean, that was it should have been save of the week. It, it was phenomenal. It was the play of the game for me. Um, but he had a really great save against Roman Alessandrini where he was trying to uh, to score from inside the box, and, and it was just him and Melia, and Melia punched it away. Um, that Zlatan uh, rocket from about 30 yards out that I was talking about, I mean, he hits it hard, and yeah. it's going into the top right corner, or excuse me, top left corner, and Melia um, punches it away. Um, he saved two or three from Zlatan, and, and all of them were from outside the box, so I don't know if – Maybe Zlatan just got a little overconfident and was like, I'm just going to start shooting from wherever I am. But uh, Amelia was able to, to, to punch him away. And, um, and yeah, he never really was tested. Um, if you look at the stats, yes, the Galaxy outshot Sporting KC 22-13, to 13, um, 10-4 to 4 on target. But Sporting KC outpossessed the Galaxy. Most of it came in the first half, but 52-48. Uh, to, to 48. Um, Sporting KC had better passing accuracy. Uh, Sporting KC had, uh, you know, better passing accuracy overall, but, but in the attacking third, um, you know, they, they just, they were overall a a pretty solid performance from Sporting KC. And the fact that they could hold on to get another clean sheet, second clean sheet in a row, um, it, it just shows that, you know, this team's got sort of a resolve that I don't know if teams of, of the last four or five years have had. Does, does it feel that way to you? Like this team just has a little something extra that the last few years uh, Sporting KC hasn't had? Well, it kind of feels like that. And I, I was a little nervous at first, but I know one person, and this, this, is, this is the lesson, if anything, is that one person does not make a team. Yes, we were nervous that Felipe was was injured and he's out of the game, and so he. But he didn't make one. He didn't make the whole team. It's fine. We got other people to step up, and then everyone thinks that Zlatan is the team in LA, and it, that's not the case. It takes more than a ton of big name stars to gel and make a team. Yep, you're absolutely right. And and newsflash, by the way, I think our our like audio is delayed, so I think when I'm done speaking, I'm going to be like over, but don't start speaking right now that was just a test run but <laughs> but I'll tell you right now the uh, uh, Galaxy they have a ton of big game players but it doesn't matter it, it, it just doesn't matter they couldn't work together over <laughs> um, so you mentioned that we didn't have Felipe 
we, we got a question from a listener named uh, Eric Martin, and he said, what was the difference without Felipe? He's by far my favorite, but what was the difference in your opinion? Um, I, I have some thoughts, but, but, but what did you think of the team without Felipe? Johan got the start in his place because Felipe is injured, and, and we had another question about Johan here in a second. But, um, you know, h- how do you think the, the, the team did? Obviously, they got the 2-0 win um, without him, but, but what are your thoughts? I liked Crave, man. I thought he played really well. He was, uh, I don't know, he was moving forward when he needed to. He held up play when he, when he needed to. It just seems like that's where he's better off. But, you know, it's, it's, it's his regular position, but Felipe really kind of rocked it, you know? Yeah. Um, I For me, the biggest difference is Felipe has such a vision on the field and knows where other players are going to be that – Sporting KC have scored different style goals with Felipe on the field than they did these two games. The two goals they scored this game were kind of a loose ball in the box off a corner that that Daniel just banged home, and then really a fantastic individual performance from Johnny Russell. They 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 didn't have the um the same type of coordinated attack team goals that they had when Felipe is in there in the midfield, and I think that's because he and Roger have such a good uh, chemistry together. Um, he knows when to, to launch long balls. He knows when to make his delayed runs. He's just a really smart player and, and is, is probably the best overall player in MLS, arguably over the first month of the season. Um, so that was the biggest difference for me, but what's encouraging is that Sporting KC found the way to get a win without him on the road. And they, they figured out a way to score different types of goals. So, um, that's awesome. That's encouraging. And and that goes into Austin Finkelde's question of what do you guys think of Johan's performance in the midfield? Uh, you said that you thought he did a good job. And, and I, I agree. I think he did much better um, playing at number 10 than he did on the wing. He was much more involved in the game. Um, I do think that if you look at his uh, his passing charts – he did really well sort of in the middle third of the field. He tended to play on the left side a little bit more. He didn't do quite as well in the final third and inside the box. He didn't he didn't really connect a pass um, within the, the, the final 30 yards of the field. So there's a little bit left to be desired there. But, man, I mean, I forget who it was. It might have been someone on the broadcast talking about this. It might have been one of the talking touches guys. I don't remember. But he's basically been conditioned over preseason and the first month of the season to get in the mindset of a winger. And now all of a sudden, in, a, in the span of a week, you, you ask him to go, no, never mind, go back to being an attacking midfielder. And, and, and it's a change of mindset. So I don't think we can judge him off one game alone. I think he did play better than he has played in, in weeks past. I think he's getting better. Um, I think uh, I still prefer Felipe in the midfield. But, um, you know. Like I said, I think Felipe has been one of the best uh, players in MLS all season. So there you go. Yeah, I'd, uh, I I prefer him too, but I I didn't hate Crosse at all, man. It was uh, it just shows we got some versatile peeps that can play different positions. I mean, that's crazy, dude. Like I mean, we could look at Graham Zucci. He can play. He could step up and play wing if we wanted him to. But he's really just crushing it right back. That's amazing. Yeah, I will. I, I will absolutely say I don't think Croze was a liability whatsoever. I mean, he was able to step in and do a job. He just wasn't the star, and that's okay. He didn't need to be the star, so he he filled his role, um, and and I think he did it fine. Um, the other question from Austin was, how many clean sheets can Melia and Co get in a row uh, this season? So. This is a really, really hard question to answer um, because MLS is so weird. Um, but they now have two in a row. Um, we got Seattle at home next week, uh, Vancouver uh, after that on a Friday night, and then um, you got the Revolution away, Colorado. So I, I don't know. We'll, 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 let's just look forward to Seattle, I guess. Do you think that the defense can keep up their their form and Melee can keep up his form and, and maybe get a clean sheet against a struggling Seattle side at home? 
I think that's very possible. It should warm up next uh, uh, this coming weekend, shouldn't it? I think so, yeah. It's supposed to get a little bit warmer. Let me let me look up that to, to be sure. But um, it's 60 degrees right now, so that's better than oh, wow. snowing. Um, no snow today? Oh, well, okay. So <laughs> it's supposed to get up to 72 on Friday, and then right now it's showing the high on Sunday is a, a balmy 38 degrees with a chance of snow. So. Oh, my dear God. F that Bro, ish. That's what I say. Something. That's <laughs> one thing about L.A. out here. I mean, yeah, we got fizzled uh, yesterday at Universal Studios. It was like 93 degrees, but it wasn't unbearable. Like, it wasn't 93 and humid as heck like it can get back home in Chicago or Kansas, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a good thing. Um, yeah, Sporting KC going to have another cold weather game to play, it looks like. Um, so, um, you going to that one? I will be there. Yeah, I got to get our bobbleheads uh, from our guy Bob and Weave. Oh, shoot, Bob and Weave with the bobblehead. Yes, sir. Um, the rap I just wrote, I'm working on. It was great. I think we'll uh, we'll continue to flesh it out, and then we'll release it as a, a special limited edition song. Um, oh my god! Probably won't do that, but <laughs> but. Um, hey, we didn't. Uh, you know, we didn't talk about at all. We got the Champions League going on this week. They're wrapping up the second leg of that. Oh, we'll get there. Don't you worry. I got it on my list. Oh, um, I'm actually watching yeah, the game right now. Uh, yeah, Red Bulls are still down 1-0 on aggregate. They've had some chances. They're, they're threatening, but they haven't found the net yet. So uh, we're recording this on Tuesday night, obviously. So by the time you all are listening, we'll already know what happens. But, um, but yeah, I, so, you know, do you have anything else to say about the LA game? Any final thoughts before we kind of look to the Seattle game? Final talk is that there are a lot of fake fans for Galaxy. I just didn't know. I didn't know who's real. I'm just like they're not pronouncing half their, their names correctly. Um, I, I just didn't get it. But I, I loved that we shut them out at their place. That's hard to do on the road, bro. Um, but if we can keep up this road form and then get a hold of our home form. Holy shit, this is going to be a great season, and it's got me really excited. I'm really excited. Yeah, absolutely. I always say, you know, if you can draw or earn some sort of result in, in most of your away games and then and then you win a lot of your home games, you're in, in good form. Sporting KC now have two road wins, which is nuts. Um, we have, we're undefeated on the road through three games, two wins, no losses, one draw. I mean – that's good, man. That's that's that is solid form. Um, you keep that up, you're gonna go far in this league. So hopefully we can do that. One quick thing on your fake fans thing. I don't know if you saw this or not, but I saw a uh, a Twitter video going around when it was three zero LAFC. I saw a video of a fan wearing a Galaxy jersey, ripping off his Galaxy jersey to reveal an LAFC jersey underneath it. Um, so. Yeah, talk about fake fans. He probably put it back on after Ibra came on the field. But um, oh my God. there's probably a lot of that. So you are, are rightfully oh, rightfully angered by the fake fans out there because of Ibra Mania and LAFC and whatever. So um, uh, I like him. And I really do. I followed him. He's an amazing player. And I would be more forgiving if he were to sign on jersey. But no, after that. I'm over it. I don't want it. Have you, uh, have you found Latif or Benny anywhere and told them that uh, we missed them? <laughs> I have not. They look like, it looked like Benny and Chance were at the gate. Yeah, they were. So uh, they were catching their old team. That's cool. Yeah, good for them. Coming out to support the guys. I assume they were rooting for us because it was against LA and it was for Sporting KC. So. Hey, bro, who's <laughs> Chance Myers playing for? That's a good question. He was on Portland. I don't think he is. On Portland, obviously, anymore. Um, Is he not? Maybe he's not even signed. I don't know if he's signed right now. I'm trying to look. Oh, they waived him. They waived him uh, March 1st. Yeah, they waived him. He's he's not on the team, so. Oh, so he, he, well, I mean, he has family, and he's, like, from California, so maybe he's just chilling in Cali. Just chilling in Cali. you got to go find him, take him to uh, some vegan restaurants and, and chill a chance. 
<laughs> hey, what? I'm, I'm tired of this unhealthy vegan stuff, man. It, it is possible to be vegan and eat like crap, and that's what we were doing on vacation. So, real excited to get back to the real world pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, looking uh, looking toward next week, the the Seattle game. Um, look, Seattle has been fantastic the last couple of years. They won MLS Cup two years ago, went back to MLS Cup, and lost to arguably the best team in the history of MLS on the road to Toronto. But through uh, they three, had a week off. They had a week off. They've only played three games. They have three losses. They have no points. They have scored no goals. And they've uh, allowed five goals in, in three games. So not great. Um they don't have Jordan Morris because his ACL blew up. Um, Sounders fans are basically getting ready to form a coup and oust their general manager, Garth Lagerway. Um, they're questioning Brian Schmetzer. Um, they're getting desperate. There are rumors of should they sign Chicharito going around this week, which probably won't happen. But, you know, Yes, you're three games in, and if Seattle from the last couple of years have taught us anything, is don't put too much stock in early season form. But Seattle seem like they're kind of in a little mini crisis, and coming to Kansas City is not going to necessarily help those things be, or help that because Sporting KC is good at home traditionally, and this team is in form. What do you think you will, will expect, or what do you think we'll see from SKC against Seattle? Well. It's uh, it's exciting. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know what to expect to be honest. Like Seattle's had some time off here to get their crap together, and uh, they're going to come to play. But I, I think we get the job done. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I don't know if the clean sheets will continue. Um, I'd like them to continue, and it's easy enough to say, oh well, Seattle hasn't scored any goals. Their offense is no good. And that's kind of true, but I also think that, you know, they, uh, they're going to figure it out. They still have Ladero. They still have Dempsey, even if Dempsey's kind of old. Um, they, they still have good players. So, um, I think they'll figure it out. They'll, they'll be fine. Their first loss was to LAFC when they were on their high from having their first ever game. They lost to Dallas and Dallas is, is fine. And then they lost, uh, so to Montreal, which isn't great, but I still think Seattle's probably a playoff team. I don't think we'll get a clean sheet. I do think we'll win, but I think it's probably like I don't know, two to one, three to two. I don't think it's gonna be a, a, a two zero victory like it was this week. Um you don't shut them shut them out. I'd like to think so. I just with Seattle having a week off and, and all of the questions surrounding them, like you know, I, I feel like Dempsey's going to find a way to score one just because he's pissed. <laughs> and when Dempsey's pissed, like, he's good. Or he gets red cards. I don't know. So it'll one or the other. He'll get a red card or he'll score. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I don't know. I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be a good game. I do think we'll get the win. And I think we'll, uh, I think we'll stay in first place in the West. So, um I think if anything, these last few games have shown that, look, that, that New York City game was not great. It was the first game of the season, but maybe, I, I know Andy Edwards said this, maybe that was less about Sporting KC being bad and more about New York City being really good. I don't know. Um, I think that's what it was. I mean, I, you can't take much away from that, but we're definitely not bad, dude. I mean, we, we kind of got something going on after after Sunday. That was huge. For sure, man. It's a, it's going to be an exciting year. Now imagine if they can add a DP level striker. I know we've beat this to to death, but they're doing well without one. But imagine this team now add in a DP level striker, and this team could be one of the best SKC teams ever if they if they can work that out. So they keep it up. Um, let's, let's talk about, uh, you got any other thoughts, uh, about Sporting KC or, or, or Seattle next week before we move on to the rest of MLS action? Oh, I don't think so. I think it's been, uh, you can't savor the victory too long because we don't, we don't get a week off for a little while. So we got to keep rolling and, and keep pressing. 
Yes, sir. Keep on keeping on. Um, I guess real quick, you saw those uh, those special edition Earth Day jerseys MLS is releasing, the all whites for Sporting KC. Did you see those? I did. Those Earth Day ones have already sold out. Yeah, they sold out. Like I don't even think Sporting made mention of them officially, and they already sold out on MLSsoccer.com. So but they're not like a real kit, right? They just uh, what are they? Just uh, they're gonna wear them for one recycled. game. Yeah, for, for the whole game or just as warm up? No, for the whole game. They did this last year for uh, it was just four teams. It was like Seattle, New York, and a couple others uh, wore them for a game. But yeah, no, all all uh, all. We did not get them. No, we didn't get them last year. This year, every team's getting them, and you're either getting a white one or a black one. Sporting KC is getting a white one, so uh, yeah. So they'll 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 wear it on uh, their game on the weekend of uh, let's see, Friday, April twentieth against uh, Vancouver is when they'll wear it. How much are they? Uh, eighty five dollars, I think, is what it said. Really? Yeah. But they already sold out online. I don't know if they're gonna get more or not. So if I see them, okay. uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, other MLS action around the league. So we both said that the uh, the game to watch was Atlanta United FC versus LAFC. Um, that game Sounds turned like out, it, huh? <laughs> yeah, that game turned out to be a little bit of a dud. Uh, Atlanta won five zero. Now, like, three of those goals, I think, came, like, at the very end of the game because um, LAFC just kind of fell apart. But is is the honeymoon over for LAFC? Are they kind of setting into reality and realizing, oh, crap, this is this is going to be tough to be an expansion team? No, I think the reality is has never been there. Like, they, they let the LA Galaxy come back on them from being – being up three nothing. What the heck? Like everyone praising Lockin for winning that game and it's like, what about the other two goal scorers uh in that game last week, huh? What about those guys? Yeah. And LAFC now they've let in nine unanswered goals in their last hundred and twenty minutes of soccer. So oh, I love that. That's not good. <laughs> I love it. I love I love seeing people fail. No, <laughs> Yeah, the only uh, bummer is that it was to Atlanta United, and so now Atlanta fans are going crazy. Um, and that's true. And those are the those are my least favorite teams. Yeah. So um, other games, the Re- uh, Revolution beat Montreal four zero, kind of out of nowhere. Uh, Philly and San Jose tied one one. Dallas and Colorado tied one one. Chicago beat Columbus one zero. RSL beat Vancouver two one. Nothing, uh, nothing really too crazy in those games. Um, the most exciting game of the week was probably Portland Orlando because Portland went up two zero and Orlando ended up coming back three two and uh, it kind of it kind of pains me to say it but uh, Mister Mister Dwyer was the one who. Uh, who scored the uh, game winner in the 87th minute and, uh, and and gave Orlando City the win. So, I don't know. Did you catch any of that? I didn't catch any of it, dude. I need to uh, – been a busy couple weeks, so I plan to watch a lot more MLS in the coming weeks when uh, ESPN Plus gets rolling. This week? But I didn't hear any, like, flop, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it was last week that he did, uh, oh no, he did do a flop this week. Um, yeah, it was, uh, when Sasha had their PK to, uh, to, to tie it, I think at, uh, at two, um, Alvis Powell is what they said that he shouldered Dom Dwyer and, and I'm watching this replay and I'm like, okay, we know Dom, we know what he does. He likes to flop around. Dom Diver. That's what people call him. And uh, yep. And this was pretty clearly, in my view, a Dom Diver situation. Dom's a strong guy. He doesn't just, you know, barely get touched and go flying. And that's kind of what he tried to make happen. And, uh, and yeah, they gave him the penalty. 
and that's annoying because he probably should have get a yellow card for simulation. But it is what it is. So, um, but yeah, it uh, it gave uh, Orlando City the win. It made uh, Timbers fans very sad, including my brother. So, uh, sorry. Oh yeah, better. <laughs> Your brother referred to you as James, by the way. I had a, had a meal with him today, and uh, <laughs> I've decided that I, too, will call you James. Well, there you go. Henceforth, I shall be known as James. <laughs> um, Henceforth, so James. So let it be written. Of no other pod. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, and then there's the CCL action going on right now. Uh, Red Bull's taking on Guadalajara. They're in the uh, 61st minute. It's still tied 0-0. If Red Bulls can't get at least one goal, Guadalajara's going to win and move on. Uh, tomorrow is the big-time game. Club America against Toronto FC down uh, at the Azteca. Yeah, it's... uh. That's tonight, bro. Is it tonight, really? Yeah. Oh, my God, it is tonight. Whoops. I thought it was tomorrow. Okay. Well, I'm going to have a late night. Doesn't start till nine here. Yeah, you got a late night. <laughs> oh, well. Well, tonight. Um, okay. Well, by the time you're listening to this, we'll already know who's going into the uh, the cha- uh, CONCACAF Champions League final. So um, I guess I'm not going to ask you for your prediction because uh, by the time the good people listen, they'll already know. So uh, we'll uh, – We'll just mention that that's happening and go Toronto because we'd like to see uh, an MLS team in there. So there you go. We need a, we're like a goal from Red Bulls too here, but they're not they're not getting it done. No, they're not getting it. I mean, they look dangerous at times, but so far they uh, they haven't been able to uh, to get it done. So um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but then. Uh, we got some midweek action on Wednesday. New York City host RSL. Then uh, Philly, Orlando on Friday, along with Vancouver LAFC. Saturday into the weekend, we got Red Bulls, Montreal, Colorado, Toronto, Chicago, LA, DC, Columbus, New England versus FC Dallas, Portland, Minnesota, San Jose, Houston, and then... Uh, Sunday we cap it off with Sporting KC, Seattle, and Atlanta United versus New York City FC. So there's a schedule. It's a lot at you. Um, I don't know about you. Personally, I'm kind of excited to see that Atlanta-New York City FC game after the Sporting KC game. What do you think? Yeah, that'll be an exciting one. Um, Chicago-LA could be fun, too, because it's right in the, right in the, the afternoon um, in Chicago. <laughs> And that's uh, the sure Twitter game. To see Chicago take that one. Do it. That's the Twitter game that that uh, they're streaming on Twitter. So uh, yeah, and it would be cool to like Chicago needs a good victory, and LA needs to prove something on the road after this this home loss. So that could be fun to watch. Yeah, that'll be a good one too. Um, DC Columbus, the game itself isn't that interesting, but there's some interesting DC news that's kind of been going around. It, it sounds like um, DC United's majority owner is going to sell his stock in the team. Um, I, uh, one of the owners of the Lakers is rumored to be the one who's going to buy some of the shares. But perhaps even more interestingly, yeah. DC United today got linked to uh, who some describe as problem child Mario Balotelli. So I don't know if you saw those reports. Oh, yeah. yeah, they uh, apparently. Is that, is that the chef? What's, what's his name? <laughs> Mar- Mario Batali. Close. Uh, is that not what you said? <laughs> no, Mario Balotelli. Um, gotcha. Yeah, Balotelli, he's a striker. He's good. Uh, a lot of people probably heard of him. He played for, uh, for, for Manchester City for a number of years, played for Milan for a couple of years, was at Liverpool for a few years, um, went on loan back to Milan, um, He's, he's been at Nice ever since. Um, he's just had a lot of, like, antics that, you know, he, he's, he's had a lot of problems um, off the field. Um, you know, he, uh, he got in trouble for throwing darts at a youth team player during training one time. Like, dude's just crazy. So, uh, but he's good. 
he's really good and he's he's only 27 so he's young and he's got you know a hundred plus goals in his career so he can score um so i don't know dc could be making a splash i I, I don't know if they'll there's they'll still have Ben Olsen as their coach heading into their new stadium opening because they're they're not doing so well, but they might have a, a couple yeah. new DPs according to this report. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. But um, sounds good. But yeah, so that's uh that's all the MLS action heading uh, heading into next week. Of course, uh, Sporting KC. We'll take on uh, the Seattle Sounders on uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, it's another national TV game, ESPN. I think kick is at 2 p.m., which means it's probably actually at like 2.17 because it's MLS and ESPN. Um, but, yeah, it should be a fun one. So uh, you have a, a few more days to enjoy in Disneyland, I think, don't you? Or in L.A. Yeah, dude. You still got to go to Disneyland. Yeah, going to hit the Disney thing. Cool, man. Sounds like a plan. So, um, should be fun. You know what, though? When you're walking all this way, hitting all these parks, and by the way, we're still getting up and working out. We got a couple day passes to like Planet Fitness around town. Oh, nice. We're kind of overachieving this thing. So, pretty crazy. Well, good job. Well, uh, thank you for, uh, for repping Sporting KC out in LA. Um, you did us proud. You're, You're bringing home the win. Or you're bringing a win to yeah, Chicago, yeah. but we're uh, we're bringing one back, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we think you're our good luck charm. So we might have to send you to all the games this year. I have just decided. So oh, that's right. Starting a starting a GoFundMe right now, actually, guys. If you uh, <laughs> want to mail me some money over to my email address. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got anything else for for our uh, listeners before we sign off? No, I got nothing. Um, you know, I don't know how the quality of this thing sounded tonight, guys, but if you listen to us all the way through, thank you so much. Um, you know, we, we, we want to try to do our best to bring this to you once a week. And uh, in return, if you could help us out and go hit up your iTunes ratings and reviews, leave us a nice little star rating and uh, like comments. So we've gotten, uh, we've gotten a few here and there, and it makes us feel nice and warm. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, for Dan in L.A., I'm Jimmy here in Kansas City. We'll uh, we'll talk to y'all later. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, let us know if you have any feedback at No Other Pod on Twitter um, at jcmax 3 at Dan Kuzer, and uh, we'll uh, catch you next week, hopefully after yet another Sporting KC win. See ya. Bye, James. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.